1: You're listening to CLNS Media, powered by betonline.ag. Go to clnsmedia.com roll. Use our promo code CLNS50 for 50% off your first deposit.
0: You're listening to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast, Time to start the Bruins Hockey Talk from three different countries. Enjoy the show!
1: Fans and welcome back to the Black and Go Hockey Podcast. Today's episode 133 is being recorded on June 25th, 2019, and brought to you by show sponsor BetOnline.ag. This week we have a few Bruins related topics to discuss, highlighted by the 2019 NHL entry draft and recent Bees defenseman resigning. With the team, but before all that jazz, I'd like to welcome back returning guest and dear friend Heather Ingerson to the program. Heather, what is up? Thank you for having me back. What's going on?
0: Nothing, just, you know, loving this rainy afternoon hangout with you.
1: It is miserable when I'm in Massachusetts today. Um, yeah, but it's a good day to talk hockey. And, and it's going to swing back up and...
0: Next five days are looking like summer again, so yeah, for the people who like summer.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Development camp should be fun tomorrow, Uh, starting tomorrow for three days, and it's going to be three awesome days in Boston, so no rain, so I'll be traveling and doing my thing. So, um, yeah, like I said, we have uh, a few topics we want to discuss. Let's get right into the draft that was held on uh, June 21st and the 22nd. Uh June twenty first was uh round one for all thirty teams. Uh, and then uh on Saturday, June twenty second, rounds two through seven took place and uh the Bees uh took five selections in the seven round draft and um and I'm really not a a, a draft expert. I I start picking up the trail when they leave the podium, so uh, I really leave a lot of this information uh, that I find from the, to the experts, like Steve Konianos, um, Nick Costanica Jeff Merrick, and so on. So um, the it, I thought it was a decent draft. Um, there was nothing that really blew away anything that the Bruins picked. I think they were picking for, for future assets, which is basically what they do anyway, but they weren't uh, trying to identify the now needs so yeah they
0: and none of the picks seem they were probably like right about where we thought they'd be picking anyways we were picking deep each round except for the last one and we'll then you know you get what you get but everyone on the list i mean i'm like you i don't once you're in until you're in the system then i'll start there's just too many potential yeah. hockey players in the right. world that will you'll see later in life but um Nothing that I was like, oh, man, why would you do that? And well, everybody's kind of a little bit that kind yeah. of looked over seems all right for future assets. They're all just young, though. They're all like right yeah. 7, I mean, just most,
1: turned 18, most just turned 18. 18. and so on. But we'll get right into uh, the discussion. Uh, so round one, um, and all this information that I'm getting right now, I have to credit uh, Eric Russo and, and Riley Nelson of the uh, BostonBruins.com website. Uh, they do a fantastic job, so... Uh, a lot of this information is coming from them and not my personal stuff. So, um, with that being said, round one, the thirtieth pick, the Boston Bruins select. They select John Beecher, uh, left shooting center, eighteen-year-old from Elmi- Elmira, New York. Uh, he's six-three and two hundred nine pounds. Uh, big, rangy forward. Um, I like. I like that. It addresses the need up the middle um, and uh, anything over five twelve or six feet. Uh, seems to make everybody happy in Bruins Nation because they're constantly bitching about small players and, and being pushed around, so it is what it is, but... Uh, yeah. Thoughts on uh, Beecher from uh, what you gathered?
0: gathered? Uh, he was the one person of the five that I actually had heard of before. <laughs> well, he's been in the U.S. development program and stuff, so you hear his name a lot. Fantastic yeah, program, it, by so, the way. You know, just with the juniors and all that stuff. So, like, you hear the, some people's names more often. The, I, I think they're more exposed when they're on the in the national development program. So I kind of knew who he was, but he's a pretty consistent player. He puts up good numbers, uh, it seems. Like, what is... Uh, Last year, he put up six goals, 14 assists in 27 games, so it's pretty good. Um, but I think, you know, he seems to be a pretty solid – he's a, a center, right? Is he a center? Yeah,
1: he's a left-shooting center. Yeah,
0: and I mean, we – I don't know if we – we could have used more of a left-shot defenseman than a left-shot center, but that's all right. And uh, But he's pretty solid. Like I said, he's the one guy kid's name that I've heard kicked around a lot, so
1: – Right. I mean, um, he played for the Nas- uh, United States National Team Development Program uh, for the last two seasons and 63 games uh, for the U.S. NDP. Last season, Beecher, one of, uh, one of a record eight players from the U.S. program selected um, in the first round. He tallied 43 points, 15 goals, and 28 assists for the U18 team uh, in, uh, last season. and He's committed to the University of Michigan to play along with fellow prospect Jack Becker. Um, from, from what I've, I've seen and I've heard from so many draft, uh, experts about this national team, they are actually predicting that this team, uh, highlighted by, uh, Jack Hughes and, and, and many other players on, on the program that made it so successful this year, uh, has been the, the best organized program ever. This has been the best U.S. team ever, and they really took over, um, the USHL at the at the U17 level, but the U18 level is the one that goes around and plays the US colleges. Yeah. So both programs are just outstanding. Next season may not be as good as this one uh, for the U18s, but uh, it is promising. But like I said, this year was just amazing. I got to see uh, so many streams of this team play, and I was just the chemistry was just ridiculous. It was like it was like Mario and Gretzky back on the ice again a lot of the times. So. Well,
0: this is the first generation of players a uh, few years ago, well probably like, you know, eight or nine years ago when they introduced the new uh American development model with the USA hockey. So this is really kind of they're a little older than Miles, old, so what you know, what a what year are they? I don't know. What are these? The 01s or something like that? Would be two? the 01s uh, and yeah, all- the 02s? Right. But they're the first uh, generation that since, like, might I or whatever before long before they were going into these specialized programs that kind of benefited for for some changes within the overall program in USA Hockey and, like, developing kids and kind of changing the strategy to develop as kind of a whole player from the beginning as opposed to waiting until, you know, maybe things are a little more serious once you get up into... And mant- you know, yeah. Midgets and Bantams up there.
1: Um, the McKean's Hockey uh, 2019 NT Giraffe ranked him at 30, which is spot on. Yep. Uh, McKean's is a really good uh, firm, a scouting firm. But what I found amazing was uh, the ranked by uh, TSN McKenzie, which is John McKenzie. I mean, um, oh no. Oh no, what's his name? It's not John McKenzie. No, not John. Bob McKenzie. Bob. Bob. Uncle Sorry, Bob. Sorry, you
0: confused me. I'm Bob. like, uh, no, yeah, I can I, see I, his face. I'm I'm like, another fumble.
1: Yeah. Um, but he had him ranked at 41. And that's why a lot of people said that the Bruins kind of reached on this one. But uh, I am all for if the team believes in a certain yeah. player and they've invested that much time to scouting him. Yeah. And learning about him, then they must see something well, that a lot of people don't.
0: I mean, I'm just saying, Lassie Thompson went a lot higher than people thought he was going know, to. So, I, know. I mean, he's he's at least in range. I I kind of noted that that he was like right around where, if you look overall different scouting things, that he would have landed.
1: And the uh, in the National Hockey League Central Scouting had uh, had Beecher ranked at 49. So. Um, assistant GM Scott Bradley had this to say about Beecher in the article uh, from Eric Russo and Riley Nelson. Uh, he's a specimen, can really skate. Uh, he's a great pair of legs. He's got a great pair of legs. Big, strong, strong on pucks. Uh, we project him to be a two-way guy, and we think he's got more offense than he's shown this year. Uh, we've checked him pretty good. So they've done their due diligence on him. Um, and hopefully, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing him and the, the other uh, four prospects that were selected in this year's draft at development camp. So that's when I'll start my track, and of course, and, and you know, get to see him. I wish there was more game time uh, situations, but this is a development camp, so it's a lot, of, a lot of training and a lot of passing skills, skating skills, and so on. So it should be fun regardless. Thanks. Um, Moving on to the third round, the Boston Bruins did not have a second round uh, due to a 2019 trade deadline deal with Marcus Johansson, uh, which remains unsigned. We'll talk about that later. Um, So they went right to the third, and they selected Quinn Olsen, a left shooting center. Another one up the middle. Um, He's an 18-year-old Calgary, Alberta, Canada native. A little bit on the short side for those um, people that continue to glamour uh, big bad Bruins. Um, he's 5'11", 175, 170 pounds. So, um,
0: he, he might not be done growing
1: yet. No, I mean still, he's yeah. 18 years Hopefully old.
0: Hopefully he'll be 6'1". Yeah, I
1: mean he hasn't even seen yeah. a pro level yet, you know what I mean? But, I um, just meant physically. Hopefully
0: he will get two more inches on him.
1: Yeah, I mean once you break the six feet you're basically a god anyway. <laughs> But uh, Olsen spent the last two seasons with the Okatoke Oilers in the AJHL in 2018-19. The 18-year-old forward produced 20 goals, 46 assists, and 66 points in 54 games. Olsen is committed to the University of Minnesota Duluth for the 2020-21 season. So that means that Olsen is going back for another year of developmental hockey in the AJHL, uh, most likely with the Okatoke Oilers. Um, yeah, the 2019 entry draft rank 192 by Future Considerations, um, that was, that's a little high, about 100, you know, high in my opinion. Uh, and the 2019 NHL, NHL entry draft rank, oh my god, NHL Central Scouting had him ranked at 105, which was more of a, in my opinion, in that wheelhouse. Yeah. Um, Assistant GM Scott Bradley had this to say about Olsen, uh two-way center, uh great pair of legs. He's got uh deceptive speed, plays he has excellent vision, a little undersized at this time. Uh said Bradley, uh he hasn't been through some development here physically. Uh but we're excited about this player. If he can develop and put some weight on him, he's got he's got some jam. So I'm not a big fan of how Mr. Bradley speaks, and I know people don't like the way I speak, so whatever it is um, thoughts on uh Mr. Olson? I
0: think I like this pick uh a little bit just because like we had talked about last time about we need more two way players just generally speaking, and uh you know it'd be you know as moving forward you know having some people in the system to kind of work on that and grow together on that, so that was kind of impressive. He's going uh, committed to Minnesota Duluth, so I mean that tells me he's got something on him because you don't commit to big schools like that. If
1: yeah, that's a huge. You don't. They school. don't see. Yeah, like yeah. you know.
0: So from a college standpoint, like you know, trust that. I mean, that seems some things. I mean, it's an honest assessment. You know, he's not the biggest guy, probably the most, but you know, he's a pretty solid. Uh, I think he's the one I read somewhere was like you know expect him to be pretty solid, like you know middle liner, like it'll be all right, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean. Young. I mean, some of these players. He, like this one, just turned 18 a month and a half ago. So right. he still has a lot, you know, to right. grow into his body. And like we talked about, you don't expect to see him for another five years, really. So yeah, exactly. Uh, but I, I haven't. I've seen good things about him. Like you, I have just learned about him. Can't wait to hear what you guys all have to say and learn from uh, watching camp this week. But uh, I like that that him being a two way player. Like I said, I mean, Minnesota Duluth kind of gives me another check mark of. At least they, you know, you don't sign D1.
1: Carson Coleman's an alum, so yeah, it must so, be a great school.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, he looks, again, a lot A lot of these people to me right now are just people on, play, uh, on paper, but I haven't seen anything that would not give me the benefit of the doubt to see what he can do, and maybe we'll see what happens when he finally gets to college.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, moving to the fifth round, because the Bruins lost the fourth round pick to uh, former Bo- uh, Boston Bruins forward Tommy Wingles. So uh, we move to the fifth round at the 154th pick. And that's Roman Bychkov. And I hope I said that right. I'd say Bich-
0: Bychkov. Ch- that's Whoa. what I would say.
1: Ouch. Um, I'm going to say Bychkov.
0: Yeah, that doesn't make me right. I'm just saying no, know. that's how I say it. doesn't make me right
1: either. <laughs> <Too laughs> They'll tell to make us. A don't worry. I know. Um, he's an 18-year-old uh, Yaroslav, Russia native. Uh, 5'11", 161, uh, left-shooting defenseman, if I didn't say that already. Uh, Bajskov spent the last two seasons with Yaroslav Local, and that's the, that's the MHL, which is a league lower than the KHL. Uh, in 2018-19, the 18-year-old Russian produced uh, two goals and 13 assists for 15 points and a plus-17 rating in 40 games. Uh, he's under contract with Yaroslav until the 2021 season. Um... 2019 NHL Entry Draft ranked 114 by Future Considerations. He was ranked 87 by HockeyProspect.com, ranked 81 by McKean's Hockey, and ranked 34 by NHL Central Scouting. That 34 number was a big jump down for me, I, especially at the 154th. Um, I'm not sure if they had... These rankings are pretty much separated by North American and European skaters. They could have for so, Central scouting. Yeah, that, that could have been it. But um, here's what McKean's hockey said. Uh, McKean's scouting firm said about Bajkov. Uh, he's a competitive, competent puck distributor uh, with soft hands and a comfort level that is apparent when he carries it up the ice. So that's pretty much all they said. I really don't know much of him. I saw some video. Um, I've been really crunching for time to get ready for development camp, but um, I'll look more into him um, during the three-day event in Boston. Uh, thoughts on him, if you have. Any uh, I like
0: uh, left-shot defenseman. Makes me happy. Um, he's
1: Russian, so he's probably a little bit of a. Which is the second year in a row. The Boston Bruins select a Russian player. They right. had, they selected Pavel Shen last year, I believe, with the seventh round pick. Um, and then before that, the last Russian that was taken, I want to say it was uh, Alexander Kukletchov, which mm-hmm. was a while it ago. It was 2010, I think. The they Boston s- Bruins rating, they said, since we took. Yeah, the Bruins aren't yeah. fans of the Russian player, just for the fact is that they're so easily defective. Yeah. You know, they can say. The, the biggest thing is, is Russians love making the money up front, yeah. but when it's like Ilya Koval- Koval- yeah, yeah we, you know? his money was made in his first like seven years, but his last four or five years, it was only making a million dollars a piece, and he didn't want that, so he yeah. defected over to his country, where he could make seven million dollars tax-free. And now he came back. It, it, that's, it's just a fly-by-night player. I, I get tired I, of. I
0: do know that that's a reputation that the Russians have, but I also think there's also a reputation of who the hell would play hockey in Russia if they could. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'd rather play for a million in the NHL. You can go to Russia in the summer and go home. Um, I just meant, like, Russians, although maybe sometimes they're... I don't mean to say this generally, in effect, but, like, kind of have... You know, the Russians have a special chip on their shoulder. I mean... They come from good hockey stock, you know, they do. I mean, you could say that about New Englanders and, you know, Canadians and whoever else and people in Minnesota, you know, you come from good hockey stock. But I like just even this description of him, you know, that he's a good puck distributor. We need more of that. Again, especially, like you said, thinking future. I mean, even if Tory Krug did resign here, say that's kind of something you might say about him. He's probably not going to be, this kid will come after even that happens, you know, coming yeah. up, uh, and being comfortable, and that's something I like, like, he's very comfortable in himself, which is something we were talking about, like, young players, like, because he's, again, they're, they're not, it's not, it's like the AHL of the KHL, you know what I mean, it's not quite the thing, exactly. but still, yeah. they're competing in a professional yeah. league, it's like an actual the equivalent of the NHL and the whatever. So to me, that's good. That's that experience and that maturity level on some level of being able to compete against grown men. Not anyone's asking him to come in this year, but in a few years, he already does have some of that stuff. We send them to the AHL. Now, I'm not comparing you know, apples right. to oranges there, right. but still, at 18, playing on that level is pretty solid. And probably, I would think, if you look through a lot of the Russian draftees, they come out of these leagues too, the ones that... So, yeah. I mean, I like, I again, like I said, I don't need any more my right-shot defensemen. I'm glad they got a defenseman because that's what's always been the complaint for the last, right. like, five years. Even six, though seven they year. seem to
1: draft one every freaking year. I know, the first but round, they don't but seem
0: to develop the way we want them to fast enough or whatever or no, at I, all, I depending, it. you know. I hear about it. Shiny so anyway. new
1: toy. Let's get it in there right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, moving on to the sixth round uh, with the 185th pick. Uh <laughs> We, we tried doing this so many times before the show, and I'm, gonna, and I'm already fumbling in my head. So his name is Matthias Manti-Kivy. I'm going to say Manti-Kivy. Yeah. Uh, he's a left shooting forward, 18-year-old from, all, <laughs> wow, Lappin, uh, he's from Finland. Let's just put it that way.
0: Lappin-Ranta, that's what yeah, I said.
1: Yeah, Lappin-Ranta. That's weird. All right, a little tongue-tied there, too. But a 5'11", 159-pound defenseman. Um, I'm sorry, right, left shooting forward. Um, Matthias has played for a Senpai team for the past three seasons. In 2018-19, the 18-year-old Na- uh, Finland native helped captain Senpai under-20 junior A SM Liga, tallying 12 goals and 24 assists for 36 points in 34 games. Uh, Matthias is under contract until the twenty twenty one season with Saint Pierre. Uh, says um, he models his game after Pavel Datsuk. So
0: I like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's
1: that. Uh, that's a good thing to to uh, definitely look at and, and model your your um your game after. But um, yeah,
0: I could use him to be Pavel Datsuk in four years or yeah. five years. would like, <laughs> right. be great.
1: Um. Yeah, uh, 2019 NHL Entry Draft ranked um, uh, 224 by Future Considerations. And the NHL Draft ranked uh, 122 by NHL Central Scouting. So, a little bit off the up and down on that whole ranking system. I was going to
0: say, I'm surprised then that he went so late. Uh, He had, uh, well... Later than central scouting from NHL would have, you know, I mean, obviously they have their feelers all out. They know what all the scouting people right. are kind of scouting about. Uh, but, I mean, the Finns are, they're the new wave, right? First it was the Russians, then it was the Swedes and the, well, I'm not leaving you guys out. Slovakia, and the Czech Republic, you know. But uh, now the Finns, they seem to be wrecked. So, I mean, they've been pretty solid right there. Just on the world stage, you know. Yeah. I, unfortunately, some of these players, like, we don't get to see them as much. And I'm actually kind of happy some of these players are signed to some college teams and, or are in the USHL. But, yeah. I mean, all I know is, I don't know them I, yet, but Finland is producing some yeah. pretty awesome watch, players in I, the last decade.
1: I stream a lot of hockey. Shout out, Tuka. Yeah. <laughs> I stream a lot of hockey from all over the world, but it most of it is just I can't pay attention to it because I don't understand the language. So then it breaks. Well, and me. it's
0: a different style. It's not. No, oh, I know the bigger yeah. ice and
1: so on. You know, it's more it's more offensive than defensive and a 200 foot game, blah blah blah. But my my thing is 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 uh, when I can't get the the language and so on, I just get d- distracted and I go there. I go look watch something else. But when I really want to watch a certain player, I'll go on to YouTube and those guys um, condense video and everything and put up really good ones like. When he makes an assist, they'll put assist in the corner, a goal, a hit, you know, power play time, and so on. So you, you know what, what situation's yeah, like going on. Yeah, sort of subtitles. Yeah, exactly. There. Well, you that's know. what
0: I didn't get to really do so much for this because I know this is kind of a quick discussion. I'm sure we'll talk about these guys after you've seen them and stuff. But oh, that's my next step is to like start really looking at footage. Uh you know, like little I don't I don't need to see everything because again I'm like, looking I, at I, what I they're going forward, but I'd like to see a little at least the last couple of years of what they've done. Yeah, um
1: I can definitely send it, you I, I, in the right path.
0: Was it him? I don't know. It might have been the guy we were talking about before then. But like oh yeah, it was. But you know, some of them like I wanna see what their plus minus means and like I know how that works in our level and I know that's not really an important stat, it's but, very but, like, for league, but like in their league. But like in their league, that might be a more indicator of say, to, you know, obviously, he's a defensive defenseman, you know what I mean? Probably more than whatever, and... Uh, well, that's what kills me, is a lot know. of people, when they, when they
1: trash prospects, like, when they, when they picked um, Oscar Steen, back in 2016, mm-hmm. with, the, with, like, the sixth-round pick, people were like, well, he's only got two goals, and he's got six assists, eight points, and how many games? It's like, look how much of the ice is bigger. Yeah. It's more of a finesse game over there. There's it's like all offense, so it's not tightly condensed. Yeah. Um, Let's wrap the uh, the draft talk up with um, the 7th round pick at 192. And this one's easy. <laughs> I'm going to screw it up. Jake Schmaltz, right?
0: Did I say that right? Schmaltz? Uh, I would say Schmaltz. That's what I would say.
1: All right. Uh, he's a left shooting forward, 18-year-old from McFarland, Wisconsin. He's 6'1", 180 pounds. Uh, Schmaltz played for the USHL Chicago Steel. Former team of Dan Vladar, goaltender for Providence Bruins. Uh, 2015 third-round pick. Um, uh, he scored five goals and tallyed 13 assists for 18 points. Uh, it is a plus-six rating in 60 games. Uh, Jake is committed to the University of North Dakota, so going to the Fighting Sioux. Mm-hmm. But I think they changed the name of that. I don't
0: know.
1: Yeah, I think they all, all the schools pretty much like had to do something, but I'll look into that. I'm not sure if it's the Fighting Sioux anymore. Hopefully, I'm not offending anybody. But regardless, Assistant GM Scott Bradley had this to say about Schmaltz. Uh, he's a, he's got a lot of upside. He's got two-way. He's got a two-way element to his game. Bradley says he's got a lot of upside. He's a two-way type of forward. Um, let's see. We we look heavily at centers that we know can play two positions. Uh, we're excited. About a lot of uh, these players, so that's pretty much what he said about that and every other draft pick. Scott, you got to learn how to freaking <laughs> talk in an interview, bud.
0: Um, I was just reading. I think this is also in that article or the series, which were those articles that you had sent me. Uh, that the player himself said he he's just thinking about working hard on the forecheck, creating havoc, and being in a positive guy on the bench. He said of his strengths, just a good locker room guy and doing everything I can to help the team win. I like that attitude. It's someone who's maybe destined to be a superstar. You know, we always talk about you don't have to always be the biggest superstar on your team, but we need a lot of other quieter superstars on the team. So I kind of like that attitude. Do you know what I'm saying? I like to hear that from a young player who wants to learn wants to grow is thinking about his weaknesses like he's saying working where that goes back to the four check that we were, wish that we had a little more of especially during the cup final you know obviously that's for future consideration five years down the road but right. that, like we talked about needing to be able to uh a lot of good power a little more on the front end so i like that kind of attitude and the Wanted, you can tell his brain's working, he's trying to grow just simply by him being that aware of what his strengths and kind of weak areas are. A maturity, I guess, you know, 18-year-olds.
1: So, overall thoughts before I, I do this fantastic ad read, which I'm probably going to mess up anyway.
0: No, that's the spirit. You'll be <laughs> fine, you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. It's the seventh-round pick, you know, again, another guy with some USHL experience, Uh, you know, I don't know these guys enough to really have right. a comment. Hopefully, you'll have better reporting for us. And uh, by the time we regroup and you've been through camp and I could look a little more footage to maybe see if you saw some of the things. But, I mean, I'm, I don't. overall, the draft, I just want to say, I don't, like I said, there wasn't really, I mean, we kind of, again, have a clog. So it's like, you, usually when you draft, you either draft a quote-unquote need, or you draft quote-unquote by gut. That's available. But we kind of have a position where we're not really drafting for need or by gut at this point because we have to draft for, uh, I guess, from the most logical standpoint and pick to pick because we have so much going on right now, you know, but I, I, I think they'll all be fine additions. They can't I don't expect any of them to.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not, not expecting you know, anybody to make the roster in yeah. in October, so. Yeah, and
0: I mean, they're all young I'm kids, a couple toy of guy. them are already, a uh, couple of them that are playing more in the kind of professional league, you know, the um the guy from Finland, Matti Maddie, Maddie Kiki Takivi, yeah, I'm usually much better with Finnish names, I don't know why that one I, has I'm, I've got stumped. to go,
1: I've got to go on, on, on um, Elite prospects.com and do there because they have yeah. like a, a yeah, thing Yeah, it's a transliteration
0: yeah. It. yeah, but I'm usually better with finished names He's yeah. throwing me off but him um, and also the uh, Chekhov or right Chekhov whichever one Vychev. they decide I find with the Russian players the NHL guys will change it every team that they <laughs> go on or things like that so it won't really matter uh, but they are on professional contracts for another couple of years anyway, so we're not going to even see them very much right. except for camp for the next couple of years, yep. and the other kids are just getting into college, not this season, but next season, and such, or obviously we know that Beecher is part of this. So.
1: But uh, even though hockey season is officially over, there's many sports worldwide to keep you interested, like Major League Baseball. Women's World Cup. And golf, um, with the British Open coming up in a few weeks. So if your confidence is high and you're feeling lucky, we suggest one website that's unlike no other. Uh, get in all the action, grab the odds, and allow the experts at betonline.ag to do the heavy lifting for you. Sports, live betting, virtual casinos, you name it, betonline.ag is CLNS Media's preferred sports book online. Uh, please support our Black and Gold Hockey podcast by going to clnsmedia.com slash bruins and use the code CLNS50 for 50% back after your first deposit, that's clns50 at com slash dot ag. your online sportsbook expert. Wow, I actually did one good. I'm you're reading it. It's <laughs> I know. Just when you overthink it, my friend. You know what you're saying. Yeah. So, uh, after every time I, I do this ad, this fantastic ad read, uh, and by the way, I do want to say and thank CLNS Media for the opportunity and uh, to... Uh, be on their platform, uh, which we have seen significant numbers um, go up because we're with them and their affiliation. So thanks to Nick and everybody over at CLNS uh, Media, uh, fantastic group. But also, I'm very proud to say that we have affiliate, re uh, done another contract with BetOnline.ag, so we will continue to be the show sponsor, and I'm pumped about that. Those guys really enjoy the tweets and everything else that we're doing to promote them so in turn they want to keep going with us so um, please check it out I mean it's a really good website for people that don't really know how to bet and, and wager and, and, and when you do it, do it safely um, I'm I'm not good at it at all but this website has areas that you can go to that, that, that teach you how to do it and, and, and shows you the responsibilities of, of being a, a person that likes to place a wager without making a huge risk um, but Check it out. I, I actually did did okay. I, I, I placed a bet on the um, Red Sox uh, the other day when um, Porcello was on the mound, yeah. and you know he, he had a good outing the last game. But I took the action both ways because I couldn't. I didn't know what was actually going to happen. And I'm not a Red Sox guy, by the way. So if I sound I was like,
0: actually like, wow, you knew who Brent Porcello son- was. That's what I was. If I sound
1: like I know course. what I'm talking about baseball, I don't. But I do love winning money. Uh, and go to betonline.ag and uh, get yourself on your own account. It's free, but I, I put the action on uh, the Sox money line and the over, and then I did the Sox money line on the under. But then I was just like, "Oh, this could go either way." So I, I, I bet, I bet the uh, the other team money line, the over, the other team money line, and the under, and basically won my money back. <laughs> so are. it all worked out. Um, but like I said, I'm gonna tell them better. Do not do what I do. Please seek a professional for that. Well, and if you if you overbet and you lose your house and your family, please see a professional help for that too. But I anyway. think there are a
0: lot of people out there that are interested in online betting because it's kind of we live in a world where it is, and it wasn't that long ago that you yeah. couldn't just go online and bet on sports. But I think there's probably a lot of people. They're just not quite sure how to do it and.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, right now, if you want to get in the hockey action, you can go and, and to betonline.ag and and um, place a bet, a hundred dollar bet on the Boston Bruins to win the two thousand twenty Stanley Cup, and if they do, the payout's pretty damn good. Yeah. If you do it now, as you get <laughs> closer and closer to that, you know, if they make it there, it's obviously your your money chan- and the chances and the odds yeah. are going to go down. But I think I think I'll <laughs> wait on that bet until
0: spring, but. Uh.
1: All right, but anyway, um, you might want
0: to start doing your bet though for maybe the World Series that's coming up, yeah, or yeah. the maybe NFL the World Series. season coming up. Yeah, football's coming up and yeah.
1: so on. So, all right, let's talk about the recent signing for the Boston Bruins, and that was defenseman Steven Campher. Campher re-signed for two seasons at one point six million dollars. That's an average annual value of eight hundred thousand dollars per season. Not a bad deal. Um, A lot of people um, are not happy about it because he's that seventh defenseman. Um, He's taking a roster spot from one of the kids down in Providence, uh, predominantly uh, a player like Connor Clifton. Now, here's where people need to learn or Bruins fans need to learn about development. This is a good signing, in my opinion. You can definitely have your opinion about it and, and Stephen Camphor, the player because I know the guy gets a lot of hate. But to have that guy in the lineup, he's a veteran, he's been through it, works hard, really good in the in the locker room with other players. Players they they talk about him, they rave about him. You do not want a player like Connor Clifton being that seventh guy that's gonna get a game every five. In, 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 devel- in developmental hockey, that is reserved for those veterans if, if y- you might as well just put and I hate to see this happen because I'm a huge Connor Clifton guy. Shout out Tim Clifton as his father. His father's a really cool guy. Um, but um, you want to see him skating all the time. and down in Providence, he will get that. He will be practicing on hour and a half sessions Monday through Thursday. And then Friday through Sunday, they play games. So they're constantly, legs are moving. You do not want any time off sitting up there watching the games at all. Um, so for me, this is a good signing for other areas of need. Um, and, and, and most of all, it's what's going to happen with Kevin Miller and what's going to happen with, um, I keep wanting to call him Dominic Moore, but John Moore, the defenseman, both defensemen, um, but... In my opinion, their, their outlook for 2019-20, the beginning in October, doesn't look too grim. So this might be a nice little insurance policy to get at least one of those uh, positions of, uh, you know, built up, and when they become healthy, then he becomes that seventh D guy again at a low cost. I am not.
0: I mean, you know this about me, but obviously other people don't. Like, I don't love Stephen Camper, but I. Don't think it's a bad signing either because I think he. I don't want him on my blue line all the time, but when he does come up, I mean, maybe not. He's not always the best defensively, but he always seems to be able to move the puck. For you know, and he does. He can do his job for two or three or four a days. Good or whatever. defenseman. Right, I agree with you, especially though. Like Connor Clifton, I think showed some chops, a lot of chops this year when he came up. He I think, moves. Now, I'm not saying that I think that means that he should. You know, I think he would benefit from another year down on the AHL. Uh, and learn, and, you know, sometimes we get enough injuries. He could maybe come up and, like you said, play every now and then, but developmentally, I mean, it, it's like, wouldn't you rather be playing all the time and getting ton of minutes on the B squad than be on the A squad and getting, you know, parcel in no minutes, you know, kind of thing, sitting on the bench. So I do think developmentally for Clifton, it's a lot better for Camper to kind of be that guy to step in on that. Um, I know, I don't... I don't know. Moore and Miller are a tough one because I don't. I don't love Millie. You know that. And my thing too is because he's been injured a lot lately, and we he still's got a lot of salary. And I hope he's healthy. And but for me, he's he, when he comes back, you know, it's gonna. He's been out for a long time. He missed almost the whole time. It's gonna take a little bit. It's not like even probably even if he is healthy, he's not gonna have seen real competition. So it might even take a little bit of time for him to keep going because he hasn't been able to compete, right? He almost came back in, like, March or something, and then he rehurt himself, and yeah. it's been an old thing. There's um, rumors
1: he could have come back for the um, Carolina Series, which I thought was a little... But bad.
0: at the same time, at that point, is that where you want him coming back into action, smashed in the... I mean, I guess the Carolina Series might have been an all right one for him. But... Um,
1: why rush at that point?
0: Yeah, that's that's how I feel, and I mean, even we had talked about right game seven with Grizzly, like every of course you question all the things, and it was like I don't necessarily think he was pushed back. We didn't like need him to be out there like that kind right. of need, but at the same time, it's like at that point you want everyone to be able to be out there, but it's game. Maybe just call it a season and you know let people just heal or whatever. So I really don't. I I almost am more confident John Moore will be. Healthier. healthier cause yeah. Because he's having surgery, things like that. That kind of puts things uh, in... Mil- and he, even through Which his injury... was four was,
1: to six months or weeks. Was it more?
0: I think that was his.
1: Yeah. That's still in the wheelhouse he, of getting healthy enough, for at least for any count.
0: Right. So whether he's ready to go-go or not... Um, but
1: like I said, that's his insurance policy. Yeah.
0: I, and, 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 I think he's... Was probably more likely to be healthy. But I don't know. I'm not a trainer. You know what I mean? Miller makes me nervous because of the nature of his injuries. The last And it hasn't been just this last season. It's like right. the season before. It's kind of like Tory Krug's ankles. Like, you know, you never know what you're going to get with them, either nice and strong or not working for you at all. So, uh, I mean, it sucks that he got hurt. I mean, he's, you certainly, you know, I was swearing up a storm when we had re signed him. But I mean, I don't want my defense injured either. No, and it's been rough for him last year. I feel bad. He's a guy that really. I mean, he's done his best to try and come and help his team, but at this point, I hope he can just help himself because he is young enough that I hope, you know, he can come back and heal properly from this injury to, you know, maybe get his own value back up a little because he has not just on our team, but just it can't right. be easy being that hard, you know? I mean, being down that hard on your luck. A little bit you know especially when you are someone one thing i will say he is a passionate team guy you oh, know? Yeah, and don't feel bad about calling him dominic Moore because i always call kevin miller adam miller because i think him and adam equator <laughs> interchangeable in my own mind so all
1: right we're going to take a quick break uh, i know it's long overdue but uh we are fully involved in this conversation we will talk a little bit more about what's going on with the salary cap next passion talent Development. NCAA hockey offers all that, and its players graduate at a 90% rate. Nick Bukestad. Backhand scores! Wow, what a goal. David Backus. Score! And Zach Parisi were stars on campus before the NHL stage. Whether you are a fan or a player, nothing compares to college hockey. Visit collegehockeyinc.com and follow at College Hockey. Champions of the college hockey world. All right, and we're back. Uh, We're just going to finish up our discussion on... uh, We we, were actually talking about the NHL salary cap, and the numbers came out finally. Um, Everybody thought they were going to be out for the uh, NHL awards that were held in Las Vegas last week, uh, but they were delayed. um, And believe it or not, that really put a wrench in a lot of gears uh, for NHL owners that are trying to make deals um, and make moves and and try to figure out their cap management and their uh and, and so on. So um they finally found out that the cap is now 500,000 shorter right. than expected, so it's at 881.5 million. Um and that's kind of a concern. I thought it was going to be in the 82 to 83 range. Um I was a little more comfortable with 83, really would be a lot more comfortable with 87. But um, with that being said, what, what the hell do we do with um, players like Nolachari? I mean, I know that he's not a, a must sign right now. He's probably going to be one of those after July 1st kind of deals. Um, I, I, in my opinion, I, I wouldn't take him back because of the salary cap crunch and who we have to sign, so he might be a cap casualty.
0: Well, if you just look at Heinen, Achary, and Johansson, like, just...
1: I would sign Heinen in a heartbeat. Yeah. I, I, I know I, it's not going to, like to be Heinen. the popular opinion. Yeah,
0: No, I like Heinen, too. I think Heinen does a lot of those things we talk about that you don't see on your... He's
1: a good two-way fold, Like, if you're watching the whole finisher. game,
0: you see him. Yeah. He certainly, though, like, I mean, he does what you ask him to, though, right? First line, third line, wherever they put it. He he tries. He even tried on that second line with Jabroska and Krejci so bad. Uh, uh, no. But... Uh, I, I agree. I like Heinen. I but I think at this point, right, I I it all stems from what do we do with Carlo and McAvoy. really, it's the defensive signings. We got camphor
1: re-signed, right? Yeah. Okay. But for me it's Some people think they should have freaking resigned Campf I mean, um McEvoy and Carlo, which I still believe is has oh, that's I think that's in the works. It's just no, I have heard haven't, it's been done, but Yeah, but all. that's
0: the thing, but the, but because they're restricted, right, they're gonna wait until yeah. last minute. Like, we, nah, 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 we get them till the 30th. But the, the quick fire thing. from the
1: hip when people bitch is, well, you, you sign them, but you're not signing McAvoy or, or Carlo? And well, yeah, but
0: it's a lot cheaper to sign
1: Stanley exactly. like, And that's, and that's like, what do you but do? It's, it's like,
0: you, and, and you hear out there, like, well, I heard, like, Carlo, the Carlo deal's been done for a while, and they're just kind of been sitting on, I'm sure, McAvoy, you know. I mean, they have, what, until July 1st, yeah. we get, and we we still get kind of first re-signing rights for a little bit, right, because they're restricted. So, I mean, I just think that's the priority, right? If part of the whole mantra of this new, t- you know, newer look of this team is that McAvoy and Carlo are kind of your backbone on the back end going forward, especially McAvoy. I, I'm glad to hear he's, he's kind of... And I think this is partly being the first generation of players with the salary cap in mind as they're asking for their money. I've heard he's kind of being a little team-friendly, you know, trying to figure out a deal. Uh, but at the same time, how can you ask him to pay, get paid less than so much, you know, at the same time? I mean, even if you figure, you know, whatever. Like, Krug's the highest-paid defenseman right now. He makes, like, five-whatever mil. Like, you can't not give McAvoy at least that, even in a friendly deal. I hope we get something done with McAvoy, who does seem like he's a long-term look and wants to be here. Maybe a shorter... I'm thinking like a shorter deal with bridge. the money for a bridge, only just because we don't know what the salary cap's going to be in a few years, that, you know, would be more probably beneficial for him in the long run and the team in the long run, uh, because what happens a little later, what if the cap goes down again, another 500000 you know? Yeah. Uh, I kind of feel like it's going to... And I, again, I don't know how we're supposed to work this now. This would only leave us like a million dollars floating around because that's what I'm worried about is that See, you I, don't I, want to not give them their money, but I'm thinking it'll be like five... It was originally with what we thought the cab would be probably be like uh, three for three mil for five for Carlo and uh, five mil for three for... Th- and then on the next time... Because you can always yeah. give them the si- bonuses and stuff in there to kind of boost it up a right. little bit. But... Now there's five hundred thousand less. Now I'm nervous because you have to sign them and you have to sign either Heinen or Joe or someone equivalent to that role, whether that's in free agency or not. And I'm getting I I can't imagine how nervous some other teams are because at least we've got a little breathing room. Because we do have some places maybe we can move it again. What are we gonna end up with? Bacchus or things like that, but At least next year, until we get rid of Seidenberg and Boleskis for the last year, and that frees up a couple million dollars. On their bio. Yeah, on their bio. Yeah. Uh, That makes me a little nervous that we haven't heard more about the Carlo and McAvoy. Like, I don't feel like they're not players trying to help get it done with the team. You know, everyone's being, you know, I guess amicable about it and trying to really figure it out. But there's not a lot of room to work. I mean... If you, you do what I just mentioned, that's $9 million of the 12 to 13 that we have left over. Without yeah. moving anyone, it's going to be hard to sign even Danton Heinen to a, you know, more reasonably, he'd get paid, you know, he's not.
1: So, Johansson's gone. Yeah,
0: but that kind of makes me nervous, too, because I feel like... I'm actually okay good, with
1: it. He's, he played good... Good
0: chemistry, though, I he, think. Oh, well, yeah. I, I mean, not just playing with Coil. I think even... Like, when he first came in, right, his role really was supposed to be play on that second line with Krejci, and he got hurt, and I don't think we got to see as much, but they were doing all right. I mean, when he first came over, it was, you know, so that makes me nervous with, like, re... So that means re-sign Heinen, because at least he kind of already is in the system, and he knows what to do if you can. He's going to be cheaper than Johansson, you know, but at the same time... I'm not Marcus Johansson. He might be willing to take a reasonable one-year nice. deal. That'd be nice, especially I'd be okay with that.
1: right. So just, I mean, I'm not. I'm not good for big money long we term because the yeah. fact is that he's older mm. and he's been
0: hurt before. It's just hard for us to say because we don't know what's going on behind closed. And the Bruins are so tight. Speculation is yeah. so like, and the Bruins know, are so tight-lipped. Anything you know, it's, it's like, like
1: a bear in a beehive. Yeah. It's like, ooh. It smells like? good, but
0: it makes me nervous. I I think though the more important thing is. Getting those defensemen, no matter if that leaves us in a lurch, and maybe we got a little, weak, agree. a little more weakness on Absolutely the forward agree. end
1: because you know defense wins. Yeah, you know in the and, long run.
0: and also, seems we're going and back, going five on five. Uh, yeah, and seems we're going back to uh, big defensive defensemen, <laughs> yeah,
1: kidding. I know
0: right. I mean, I know that McIlvoy is more of a two, a little more of a two way player than that, but still, like for me, that's where nothing else can be resolved until you figure out what's going on with that.
1: Let's talk about the uh, the recent news today at 1 p.m. Actually, it's 12 noon. It was projected or, or said that they were going to say that the the 2019-20 National Hockey League regular season. I uh, was going to be um, released today at 1, but instead, it was released at noon today, and I was very excited to hear that. So, Heather, tell us about the upcoming games for the month of October. All right, get
0: your Google calendars ready. No, I'm just kidding. So, we start I get off...
1: My, I got my time caught. Yeah, you,
0: you got it in there. Got
1: the TO countdown.
0: So, those of you who may have not looked it up yet, because you might not be me and Mark I was looking for the schedule in uh, June, but... Uh, We're going to start Thursday, October 3rd, at Dallas. Once again, we're starting on the road, four games on the road. Then we have Saturday, the 5th of October, at Arizona. Tuesday, October 8th, at Las Vegas. Thursday, October 10th, at Colorado. Then we come home, and the first game is versus these newly formed Devils.
1: New Jersey Devils, who just acquired P.K. Subban from the Nashville Predators in a deal... um, Wow, well, I got to tell you that that Metro Division, just the teams, the Philadelphia Flyers, Rangers. the New Jersey Devils, and the New York Rangers made significant uh, additions to the defense. Um, the New York Rangers with uh, Jacob Truba, mm-hmm. I I really wanted the Bruins to go after him back in the day, but I get it. It it just you know it wouldn't work out. Um, obviously Subban with the New Jersey Devils, and obviously. The, uh, highlighted by the big pick of Jack Hughes, uh, that that's huge. Uh, that and and Taylor Hall, hopefully he resigns with them yeah. now that that PK involved. I, I think he's more likely to now. He sees that they're serious
0: about because I mean yeah. this poor kid he had to. Well, live it's all Ray Shero. He, he had, had to live, He's he's a he's yeah. a very good GM. Well, I'm just saying Taylor Hall. We talked about this, right? I would have taken Hall over Sagan, like, yeah. and <laughs> that would have been my choice. But this poor kid, right? Like that Connor McDavid's the new Taylor Hall. Like he's just floating around at Edmonton. You know, it's like it's. He's trying to find a place to be the superstar he is, you know, and help build the team. And No, I agree with you. Ray's doing awesome in New Jersey. I think, the, I mean, not only that, we saw the growth. You know, the Islanders shouldn't have been what they were this year and right. kind of what they're doing. So the Metro That's division. That's Lula Morello right there. Yeah, and uh, Carolina drafted well. So the Metro's looking at Atlanta. Watch out our division because yeah, no. it's looking like they're trying to reclaim their, like most saw. I mean, sure, they had defending Stanley Cup champions, so I guess they weren't, you know, that week bit there, but uh, that's good. But we start at home on the 12th of October versus the Devils. On the 14th, we play the Ducks at home and 17th Tampa. Then we're going to go to Toronto for the 19th of October. Nice. We come back home on the 22nd. It's a home and homer, so we play the Leafs again. And the day all Bruins fans must mark, the 26th of October, the defending Stanley Cup champions will be. On our ice, so get your booze ready. Oh, Jesus. No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to do that. Be more respectful. But I hope they don't raise our 2013 Eastern Conference Championship ban on the same day. Just oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm terrible. just kidding. No, terrible. but that's the first month, kids, of the NHL season coming up. Can't wait. Now I'm going to have to start the actual calendar. X amount of days, X
1: amount of days. 16 weeks. Absolutely. Um, And speaking of calendar, the Boston Bruins uh, released the development camp um, itinerary. They have the development camp roster, features uh, 34 players, and this is all from bostonbruins.com. I'm not taking any credit for this. This is all their work. I'm just, just reading off the website. Uh, The Development Camp roster features 34 players, including 21 forwards, 8 defensemen, and 5 goaltenders this year. Um, This roster includes 19 players within the Bruins organization and 15 who uh, attend on an invite basis. That is a huge number um, this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, The roster also includes players from 6 different countries. Uh, The United States has 20, Canada 5. Sweden 4, Czech Republic 3, Finland 1, Russia 1, and the average age of all attendees is 20.1 years old. Um, the Boston Bruins 2016 development roster will go with the forwards first. Um, recently signed to an AHL contract, Samuel Asselin, uh Jack Becker, John Beecher, first round draft pick this year, Matt Brown, who's on an invite, uh, Nathan Burke, who's on an invite, Casey Dombach, who was on an invite, Curtis Hall, Mike Hardman, who was on an invite. And by the way, I just want to say about Mike Hardman, uh, Mike Craddy of our blackandgoldhockey.com website wrote an an exceptional article about this gentleman, and he grew up right down the street. So it was really cool that Mike got to call him in person and uh, do a great interview over the phone. Uh, Please go check out blackandgoldhockey.com. And um, uh, the, the author is Mike Craddy. He's a great, he's one of our senior writers. He's going to be with me tomorrow, Wednesday, and, um, and Friday for development camp As I'll be here uh, for all three days, staying in Boston, baby. So uh, uh, next is Jakob Lalko, uh Matthias <laughs> uh Drew O'Connor, uh, which is a camp invite, Quinn Olson. Uh, Justin Richards, uh, Camp Invite. Linius Sandin, Camp Invite. Jake Schmaltz, Pavel Shen, Oscar Steen, Jackson Nika, um, Nate.
0: Uh, I'm going to say Susie. <laughs> yeah,
1: Susie, Camp Invite. Uh, Nolan Walker, Camp Invite. And uh, Marek Zakar, Camp Invite. Uh, the defensemen, Axel Anderson, Victor Berglund, Cam Clark. Brandon Estes, that's camp invite. This is not going to be a good one. Sorry, Josh, but Josh, it looks like Manicotti. No, it's <laughs> I know it's
0: Masculino <laughs> or something. Well, like. no. I can't see where he's I'm a
1: gonna. camp invite. Um, Dustin McFall, Nick Wolf, I believe this is his second year as a uh, camp invite, and Cooper Zek. Um, I don't know why Cooper Zek is not listed as a camp invite because I believe he is uh, goaltenders. Jeremy Cochran, Camp Invite, Taylor Gonthier, Camp Invite, Kyle Kaiser, Jeremy Swayman, and Dan Vladar. So, um, the the days, now we are recording on June 25th, 25th. Tuesday, June 25th. The Bruins just came out with this roster, but they've mentioned that development camp was going to be the next three days, uh, a couple days ago. Um, just right after the draft, I believe it was Saturday, uh, after the seventh round, they um, they mentioned that uh, camp will be June 26th, the 27th, and 28th. I probably screwed that up because I have it right in front of me. Nope, I got it right. But anyway, um, they're all at the Warrior Ice Arena, and it's free to the public. Um, so if you want to see Tomorrow's Stars today, definitely go to the Warrior Ice Arena. And check out um, a lot of this stuff. They have great food, great restaurants around the, the area. Uh, it's a beautiful facility, um, what, uh, just a top notch training facility for players. Uh, one of the reasons why, in my opinion, a lot of players come here is because they can train with the best, by the best, and for the best. So um, on, uh, it all starts on Wednesday, June 26th. On ice session, Group A goes on the ice at 11. On ice session group B at 12 noon. On ice session group C at 1 p.m. On Thursday, June 27th, Warrior Ice Arena, Brighton, Mass. On ice session group A 10:30 a.m. On ice session group A and B at 11:15 p.m. On ice session group B at 12:15 p.m. And Friday, which I believe is going to be, is the final day of the 2019 development camp. Um, I believe this is going to be a scrimmage. So it's going to be a 60-minute scrimmage between a ton of these players. Uh, and that's Friday, June 28th, Warrior Ice Arena on Ice session is at 10.15 a.m. on Friday. So um, with that being said, I have exciting news that our show is uh, is going mobile. So um, I will be uh, doing programs from the Rail Stop restaurant on 96 Guest Street in, in Brighton, Massachusetts. It's literally... 100 feet away from the Warrior Ice Arena and it's my go-to place when I attend practices, development camp, training camp, or I'm, I'm there in the locker room taking player interviews. Um, it's my go-to for a lunch and a cold beer before my Uber back to the train. So, uh, fantastic place and we're so thankful that they're, they're allowing us to go. It was really short notice because I didn't know when the Bruins were going to be doing this camp because we just found out on Saturday. So, for them to accommodate was awesome uh shout out to eli and uh gene uh for for their uh, communication back and forth from the black and gold productions and uh and everything else so uh tremendous opportunity for the podcast and um and yeah I, i'm really pumped we're gonna have uh members from um WNBC, uh, i'm sorry <laughs> oh my god <laughs> Why did I say that? I was just I had Howard Stern on my yeah. line. Yeah, <laughs> um, No, uh, uh, representative from N.B.C. W.E.E.I. Uh, probably 98.5. 5 uh, We will find somebody. Uh, we do. I do have media uh, access uh, for this event. Again, this is the second year in a row. I'm pretty pumped about that, and I'm also going to have team members Mike Craddy, senior writer at BlackandGoldHockey.com, and Patrick Conley. He's a B.U. student that works for us. Um, and he's going to be there too, and a lot of other members of, of the team are going to be there doing other roles, uh, uh, with, you know, uh, interviews with, um, uh, spectators in attendance and so on and blah, 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 so we're going to have a ton of content this week, four episodes of the podcast, we get a ton of draft stuff, I mean, just everything is going to come in at once, so stay tuned to that, um, uh. What else? Do we well, have one,
0: I was going to say I'm very excited for you because even though you had credentials, this is the first time you're kind of getting to be around all the other media people and doing something for yours as opposed, you know, with them still there instead, instead of reporting of it, back and talking yeah, about... It's been uh, I remember a couple of years ago, even before, maybe you had as much access to players and stuff as you did. But even just watching you talk to... The, I think it's fun to watch all the media people talking to each other to see what they're seeing. And I... I as I don't know a lot about, especially the kids we just drafted and stuff, I mean, some of the people we've had in our system a little bit, we know who they are. So I'm very uh, excited yeah, for I'll you probably. because, you know, instead of getting home and kind of, mo- you can kind of be in the moment. It'll be great audio. I think it's yeah. always fun. And I know I enjoy it's fun to just go and watch. So anybody who maybe you just can get down there, you know, come and watch and look for Mark and maybe. Yeah,
1: like I said, his, if you. People will be on the ground, so I, I know I'm probably going to release this late. So you know, you're probably going to hear this in the morning. I'll do my best to get it out as soon as possible. But like I said, if you or your families are know, like, like school vacation, I'm not. I'm not a kid anymore. Is this school vacation time for uh, mass? It is. Yeah, called summer vacation. Just Whatever. Like, yeah, no, no the kids
0: are on vacation. So, school for a while, so i It's before everyone goes away for Fourth of July and things like yep. that. So it's perfect. Yeah. We- so if
1: you have time off with your kids at all and, and, and you need something to do, it's. Gonna, I know it's going to be a great if three great days in Boston. So um, if you want something cool to do, pun intended, uh, just come down to the Warrior Ice Arena. Like I said, it's free tons of restaurants around. That area is awesome now. Yeah, Boston Landings is like really cool. Yeah. You could actually see the, if, if I'm, I could be wrong, but the Celtics are building a place yeah. right next door. Um, Boston Landing is good. They have, they have concessions there for all the Bruins events. Uh, good pizza. I give it a 6.3, by the way. But um, no, it's just, a, it's just a great area and it's it's definitely up and coming. And, and, and I'm looking forward to being with uh, a lot of my teammates and seeing a lot of the listeners that always come out and say hello, shake my hand and say I do a good job even though I could constantly criticize myself. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, actually, speaking of your
0: poor listeners who had to listen to me with you last week, my cousin brought up to me that I kept saying Chiarelli, and I <laughs> and I know his name is Chiarelli, so I wanted to explain, because it, it didn't think about that you guys don't know why I would say that. It's because I think he's a chia pet. chia We spend money on chia pets every year, just around Christmas or Easter.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't go to his salary, girl.
0: In the end... They're useless. They half grow or don't grow, and then you just spent money on something that doesn't work out anyways. But the difference is that Chiarelli blows it up before he leaves. Your chia pet just doesn't grow. So anyways, he's ch 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 chapia to me, so, (laughs) all right. I just wanted to explain that before you all send Mark hate mail about why does that girl, that girl can't even say Chiarelli's name. I can. He's Chiarelli. Okay, everyone be on board. Call him that.
1: I also wanted uh, to mention that we are hiring. We have 17 writers right now. We have three podcasters, um, 30 and a half maybe. So we will get more involved in that. But uh, I want to just extend the, the, the offer to anybody that if you have a creative mind and you're a passionate Boston Bruins fan and you, and you love to write, um, if you can commit to a, a, a four article a month uh, limit... Which is a one a week. Um, definitely send me an email. Uh, that's black and gold hockey blog at gmail.com. Um, just send me some samples uh, of your writing and so on, and we'll we'll we'll, we'll see what's up and uh, see if you uh, have what it takes to, to join the team. It's a lot of fun. Um, conversation available per our advertising. Uh, so it's a great opportunity to. Uh, especially in the summer, it keeps me busy because yeah, i 'm a copy editor and i 'm constantly in the office uh, editing everybody else 's stuff and trying to get my own stuff done and the podcast and, and then and talking to advertising to get revenue and so on so it's it 's kind of busy so if um, the, the off season is my downtime and it 's the perfect time to train people and get them up to speed so if anybody's interested in writing, please uh, check out the black and gold uh, website. And uh, there's information in there that you can click on in one of the tabs, uh, especially as I meet our team. And if you, want to, um, if you want to join the team, you can read the article that I wrote recently about the requirements and, and what we're looking for. We're looking for, I, I think, eight areas, which is crazy. We're looking for writers. We're looking for people that can go and be at Warrior Ice Arena. We just hired Shukuri Wrights. Uh, he's he's a fantastic Bruins fan. He's really good in front of the camera, and I think he's got he, th- this guy is going places. And I got him, so he's going to be doing our weekly reports from Warrior Ice Arena on his thoughts of the Bruins. So if anybody else wants to get involved in that, especially college interns that are in the ju- journalism uh, field, if you need a pa- platform to work on, please let us know because we'd love to help you, and uh, and you know, we both work together. As um, you know, a partner. So check it out. Think about it. It's a long summer, and and, and if and if you get to me early, I can train you, get it up speed. If it's something you don't like, it's not a big deal. If you if you just don't want to do it, but don't waste, waste my time either. Your website
0: puts out great content. Might. We just have a lot of great passionate writers. There. We try
1: to do our best. I mean, we're not corporate. We, I just I give the every writer the opportunity to think of a topic um, and and run with it and. Well, but uh, we do have a format, yeah. and, and I, I, I use WordPress media, and I love it, and um, it's, just, it's a commitment. Uh, if you can do it, we'd love to have you. Well, I just mean, like, out on the internet,
0: anybody can write anything and put anything out oh, there, and I think I you guys have a good balance of, like, you know...
1: we opinion-based. Info- info- yeah. yeah,
0: it's opinion-based, but it's informed opinion as but, opposed to, like, you know, when you get on Twitter and it's just, uh, like, whatever part- person's thinking. Like, you guys don't present your... Uh, opinions as facts. You present them as a, uh, well-supported is, arguments, yeah. as opposed, like as any good writing should be in my mind. So you guys yeah. do a great job. And I'm not just saying that because I'm sitting here with you. I yeah, She's just saying that because she's like my sister. I totally
1: am. No, I'm just so kidding. Much. It's
0: great. Mark and the writers over there are great.
1: But with that being said, I have to get ready. I have to get packed. I get the mobile studio ready for the rail stop episodes. Three of them this week. I'm Pumped! I'm so pumped to hang out with possibly my boy Evan Marinovsky, my boy Matt Castle from NBC. I'm liking it already. These are all the people I like to listen exactly. to. Exactly. So, um, and by the way, Evan Marinovsky, check out the uh, Bruins Beat on clnsmedia.com. Great, great podcast. He just had Dale Arnold on last night. Dropped the episode today, so it sounds good. And I'm actually going to listen to it on the ride on the train ride into Boston. And my Uber to the Warrior Ice Arena tomorrow. So check it out. And, um, and please, if you, do, if you do go to the Warrior Ice Arena and you hear this way before, come by. Say hi. You know what I mean? We, uh, if you're a listener and, and you contribute and, and, and share and tweet and whatever you do, you pass on our stuff, I want to say thank you to you. So stop by and say hello. Um, Heather. Yeah. Thank you so much again. For uh, sitting in and, and Thanks, just uh, getting the content out, we're doing the weekday thing. No more weekends. Yeah. I got to spend some time with my lovely light, my lovely wife, Courtney. Uh, we've come to an agreement that we're going to do some stuff on the weekends. On the so, hey, no nothing wrong stuff. with having. No, nope, I, I can do eighty hours finance. a week. I can do eighty hours a week. 40 at the regular job. Forty with the whole everything that we're doing here, and then I can spend two days with my lovely wife. So that's the way it is. And you both deserve. It. We do, but thank you very much for no, stepping in for again. thanks for having really me. I really appreciate and, uh, it, dropping you know, some knowledge and, again.
0: Yeah, not as much knowledge as I like, <laughs> but what can I do? We mostly talked about the young kids yeah. that I'm not quite familiar with yet. I but I'm sure once you go through training camp, I do, like I said, I know some of the prospects yeah. are in our we'll, system. We'll be and emailing be a and texting each other.
1: Um, but uh, before we leave for another episode, we'd like to say thank to our faithful listeners. And please ask that you leave a five-star rating, a review, and please subscribe to our and Gold Hockey podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcast platform you currently use. Uh, We'd also like to thank today's show sponsor, betonline.ag. As a reminder, please go to clnsmedia.com slash brewins and use code CLNS50 to get 50% back after your first deposit. And... For myself, Mark Arred, Heather Ingerson, we say goodbye for another week and look forward to episodes 134 through 137 as I'm going to be recording shows from the Warrior Ice Arena each day during this week from Development Camp at the Rail Stop Restaurant and Bar at 96 Guest Street in Brighton, Mass. We We hope all the listeners and families stay safe and we look forward to four episodes this week which... Is a B&G hockey podcast for us. Take care, everybody. Bye.